The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics and keepers of the flame, masters in the making. You have tuned to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Well, I'm glad to see that we're all present and accounted for. I believe in the parlance of uh, parliamentary procedure, we have a quorum. <laughs> in case you have to vote on anything. <laughs> you know, uh, as you probably well know who have been staying with us for these low these many weeks, we're doing a series on how to spot a false teacher and also by extension to false teaching. And we're not naming names, we're not pointing fingers, but we're basically drawing attention to the basic tenets and premises of these teachings that have a tendency to pull people off the path. Now, one of the concepts that's rather arcane, perhaps, to many of you is something called the false hierarchy. And if you imagine that the real hierarchy is like a pyramid, we're at the bottom, the angels, the ascended masters are above us, and uh, all the way up to and including the capstone, which is God and the God consciousness. Well, there's a false hierarchy as well that attempts, attempts to mimic this structure in order to pull the unwary seeker off the path. So we want to talk a bit today about the false hierarchy, listen to a couple of lecture excerpts on this subject, as well as on the subject of the soul, and how the soul is misunderstood by many false teachers and false teachings. So without any further ado, let's start out with the false hierarchy. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and this, <laughs> end it right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think that... Um, we have to understand the equation on planet Earth if we're going to deal with it. <clears throat> because when we don't know the truth, then we can act on it and protect ourselves. And for too many embodiments, we've been victims because we didn't have an outer awareness of what's going on. Well, mercifully in this time, we've been given an understanding of what the equation of light and darkness on planet Earth is. We all know the story of the fall of the angels, how Archangel Michael kicked them out of heaven and with Lucifer and Satan, and one-third of the angels went with them. But where did they go? I mean, that's the question. And what we understand, and if you read the book of Enoch, it also talks about the Watchers, which is another group of fallen angels. They came and took many of them physical embodiment on planet Earth. This is not a teaching you get from any other church that I know of. Because, of course, the fallen angels have to have everything they can to hide this from people. And for a long time, the book of Enoch was not even allowed. You know, they hid it from view totally. And there is a... Go ahead. Yes, I think it was the church fathers who hid it from view. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fallen angel and you're a church father, obviously you don't want the news out that, you know, the fallen angel embodied. Right. Yeah. And if you're wondering why they're still around, the answer to that is when Lucifer fell, he had a tremendous amount of light in his aura. I mean, he was, you know, Next he was to close God. to God. Yeah. He knew the secrets of creation. And so all these ones, when they fell, though they didn't get any more light, they still had the light they took with them. And it's sort of a, you know, what do they call the radioactivity, the half-life. Half-life. Yeah. And so until they run down, so to speak, they can still have an existence. And, of course, they've even extended that because they steal the light of the sons and daughters of God. So what have they done? They want to keep the truth from the light bearers on this planet. They've created their own, quote-unquote, heaven, or what they call heaven, and they've filled it up with the fallen angels. They have an imposter of God, of Jesus, of all the ascended masters, and so forth. And so they try and lure people away from the truth 
so that people will not make progress, make their ascension, and they can continue to milk them for their light. It's not a pretty picture. I know it's not. But, <laughs> um, you know, this is the reality of life planet Earth. There's a lot you can do about it now that you have the knowledge. But that's the premise. Well, throughout this series, we've spoken many times about the need for discernment. Because some of these teachings can just be a shade off the truth. In other words, they can be 95% correct and 5% incorrect, but that's that 5% that's the kicker. It's a hook. Exactly. It gets a hook in your conscience. And I think we've shared before, but, you know, the soul of Loyola, who um, we understand did choose at a certain point the left-handed path. And what happened to him, he had, because of his vulnerability on Atlantis when he lived there, he had the seeds of rebellion planted in him. He was not the victimless crime. He had an opening in his psyche of rebellion, and so the fallen angels planted this in him. Then when he, you know, through the previous embodiments, he became Loyola. He had a vision of God and Jesus, and that God was basically telling Jesus to take Loyola onto him, what a wonderful guy he was. Well, the only problem with this is they were the false harky imposters of God and Jesus, but he believed it, and because he believed it, then he was tied to this false hierarchy, and he became an instrument of that false hierarchy. At one level, it was his own free will choice. It couldn't have happened to him if he didn't have that rebellion in him, but he became vulnerable to it. So what do we do on planet Earth? And before we go into more details, I just want to assure everyone, you know, God is greater than the fallen angels. And, you know, Archangel Michael kicked him out of heaven. So if you have a friend in Archangel Michael, you know, you can be protected from these energies. Yeah. And not to, to fret about it, but it, it gives us... And understanding not only who we are, but what we're dealing with on this planet. And as you pointed out, Tom, this is not a witch hunt pointing finger at people, but it's a vibration and energy that poses the will of God <clears throat> in your life and on this planet. And you got to be aware of it. You know, you made a comment before the show today about how there are many people who don't want to know this stuff. They simply would prefer to be ignorant of it because well, it's comfortable. The problem with ignorance is that we're still accountable. It's like <laughs> ignorance of the law is no excuse. So people can say, well, I didn't know. Well, why didn't you know? Because you didn't want to know, perhaps. And, you know, everybody's different and so forth. And, you know, there are the shown lambs that in their devotion and their faith don't know the truth, but they still live these wonderful spiritual lives. So having that understanding, I wanted to know the truth. That's growing up. I said, you know, this is great. I'm as a Christian, but there's more. I got to know more. And I wanted to know the truth because I wanted to fulfill all that God's purpose and will for my life. And what's going on, God? I need some explanation here. Yeah. You know, there, there are two things I would like to add to what you said. One is about Loyola. And again, to paraphrase, in his pride, he thought he could make a compromise, that he could make a deal with the devil. And basically, the, I think the phrase was, we'll do evil, the good may come. Yes. And that's, it's very tempting to it's think you subtle. have, well, you think you have the attainment to do that. And you really don't. Because <laughs> as you said, the fallen angels, especially the, the high up ones, had a lot of light. A lot of attainment. They knew the secrets of creation. These were not. They're not. So these are not entities to trifle with. And by the way, I might add that a lot of these fallen angels, their time has come up, and they're not well, around anymore. Well, some are living in our light, but as much. But as even we so, give. the cycles do turn, and they can't keep this up forever. But obviously, the last, you know, a cornered animal is the most dangerous of any animal. Well, I think today's lecture excerpt, if I'm not mistaken, will include a reference to the second death. We won't talk about it right now too much, but I think it's one of those concepts that for some people may be relatively unknown or new. Lucifer and I believe Satan have both gone. But they have imposters of themselves that are still here. Right. Well, the other point I wanted to make was something else that is, it's an interesting possibility for us to look at when we are on a path of enlightenment and attainment, acceleration of consciousness. And that is sweet on the tongue, bitter in the belly. 
It's another way of saying I believe that you can't unknow what you know. That once you're exposed to this truth and it has entered your consciousness, then it's sweet on the tongue because it does fulfill some yearning in your soul. But it comes in one sense bitter in the belly because the bitterness is transmutation of karma. Well, you know, Paul <laughs> says, you know, we put away childish things at some point. Yeah. And for the maturing soul, the soul that is determined to go home <laughs> to God through the path of their ascension, they need to know the truth because they need to know the truth so they can navigate this path homeward to God. And if you're wondering how all this, why does God allow all this? Mm. Well, it goes back to free will. Everyone in the universe has free will, including the angels. Lucifer had free will to fall and to do all the things he did. And we were vulnerable on planet Earth because we had rejected the light in many ways. So there's a lot of nuances to this. But the core issue is know who you are yes. and know what you're dealing with to make sure that you're not taken from your path home and the bliss and the victory of God. You know, and we might also, uh, we might regret opening this particular can of worms, but in the false hierarchy, there is also the potential, if not the actuality, of there being an imposter of you. You know, that if we, again, we're talking before the show began, that if we understand that we're part of a mandala of karmic transmutation, that we have been for many lifetimes associating with people, whether family members, friends, people that we encounter that have we're karmically tied to, well, if we are not aware enough to what we're tied to when it comes to somebody who is a false imposter of the, the, the true person we're supposed to be attached to, we can be pulled into a whole antakarana, a whole mandala, a whole family of people where we're not really supposed to be. It, well, exactly. And that's, again, where we'll go back to our uh, perpetual call for the prayer for um, discrimination, yeah. the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, God will lead you on the right way if you are willing to open yourself up to God, to the will of God, and, you know, put in the time, so to speak, in your devotions and your prayers and your listening to the voice of God, you'll be led the right way. You are led to this program. Yes, and, indeed. And, you know, for, for new people that have just come into this program, there uh, we have uh, the power of the spoken word. And so we have the decrees that will allow you to connect with Archangel Michael to begin with, which is absolutely key. And uh, we have what we call the tube of light decree, which mm -hmm. brings down a protective force field around you. And, and you're best to give that first thing in the morning. But we, we have these decrees that you can give. I mean, there are solutions to all of this <laughs> negativity and this evil of which we speak. You know, and I would add that um, Mark Prophet many times and in his biography and others, um, people, you know, who have explored his life, he devoted his early devotions to wanting the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit is one individual uh, a master that you may call to for discernment. Because discernment, I believe, is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So in terms of what you may call for, if you're concerned at all about wanting to know the truth and having a clear idea of just what it is, call to the Holy Spirit for discernment. Mm -hmm. And call to Lord Maitreya for discernment as well, because he was the one that gave us the three Ds, discernment, discrimination, and determination. So between those two, Maitreya and the Holy Spirit, <coughs> yeah. that's a powerful duo. And you know what? We don't look over our shoulder every day. Who's following me? You know, <laughs> we rejoice in God. We worship our Father, Mother, God. We draw down the light. We serve in joy. But again, know the equation on planet Earth yeah. so you don't be caught unawares. How many times in other embodiments have we been caught short simply because we didn't know the truth? And now we know the truth by God's grace, and so we're in a much better shape. Knowing that having this knowledge, we're much better off because then, for, therefore, we can protect ourselves 
from their plots and their ploys, which never are new, but it's the same old things over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and these teachings allow you to read between the lines. What, you know, what was before, before you knew some of these things, just doesn't read that way anymore. And, right. it, and you can read it in the news, you can watch it on the television, and you can say, well, I, I know what's going on behind what they're telling me now. Yeah, and again, that that is the development of of, of discernment. Yeah, a certain level of attainment. What you pay attention to also is kind of what you want to be aware of, because sometimes we give our attention to the wrong thing. You, you become what you focus your energy. Exactly. On. Yeah. Well, um, you know, knowing who you can trust, spiritually speaking, can be a challenge, obviously, but especially when false teachers know which buttons to push and when. So we'll be back for more on this after a short break. So please stay with us. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, as we have for the last uh, five weeks now, we're talking about how to spot a false teacher and false teachings. And some of the key indicators would be pride, ego, a uh, certain lack of discernment, um, certain willingness to accept things blindly without really questioning them or having any critical thinking. 
Um, and today we're talking about the false hierarchy. And before we go any further, I'd like to point out that the material that we're using for the lecture content and also for a lot of the background for this uh, series is based on a series of lectures that Elizabeth Clare Prophet gave way back, I think, in 1975. Yes. And these were on, uh, the title was The Way That Seemeth Right, An Exposé of False Teachings. Now, there's no finger pointing here, no naming of names. Of course, if you listen closely, you might say, oh, I think I know who that is. We're not going to go to the point of actually naming them because it's more about what is behind the teachings, the central core beliefs or lack thereof, that make make these what they are, alluring to, to seekers of the, of the light. So, one of the things that we want to point out starting out here is that the uh, the truth can be twisted subtly enough that we really may not see precisely what it is that we're being asked to believe. So, as you listen to these lecture excerpts, please just bear in mind that we're talking about functioning groups of people in the world who are basically trying to get your light, in a nutshell. <laughs> anyway, I just want to put that up because this series of lectures was based on a... They were, these teachings were oriented to what we're calling the cosmic clock. And you don't have the visuals here, unfortunately. This is radio. But one of the things that uh, this was originally done was to put them on various rays of the cosmic clock, which is a way of kind of looking ahead to see what's coming in our karma, etc. So I've said enough. Let's kind of talk a little bit more about this after we hear this lecture excerpt. Here's Mrs. Prophet. In the name of the Christ, we invoke the light of the Holy Spirit. On the continuation of this lecture, we call to the I Am Presence and the Christ Self of each one. We call for the balancing of the threefold flame within the heart. We call for the path to the ascension to be revealed step by step. And as the path is revealed, we ask for the revelation to each heart of all that would deter the soul from this path that leads straight to the heart of the Father and Mother God this particular moment, I wouldn't be surprised that you're more in the mood of this lecture than I am. On <laughs> the day I came home, I was going to finish these, you know. And I was all charged with the concept because of the fact that um, we can expose these concepts without having to point the finger to individuals. Even though we're talking about specific groups, we're not really talking about them with the idea of pointing the finger. We're giving you examples of teachings and philosophies that don't lead where you want to go. But we don't condemn the people involved because how can we interpret their motives? I think I'd like to think they think they're doing a good job. Concluding the last system that was spoken of, there is the quote that humanity is the Messiah and we are awakening to that fact. Now, this concept of humanity can be interpreted in two ways. Humanity as the infant Christ child, that's if you have the immaculate concept to see humanity as such. But humanity can be its lowest common denominator, which is the carnal mind. And if there is no standard, no set of rules, and there isn't doctrine, and you say humanity is the Messiah, until you really learn who your real self is, how would you know what you are speaking about when you say humanity is the Messiah? It could be a basic humanism. There's too much room for the spread of consciousness without the structure that ought to be in the system. This group has a standard mandala which they use for meditation and for their logo. They meditate on this mandala. It is a red hexagon 
with gold in the center and blue in the background. When used on a poster, it is underlined with the words, you only have your body. <laughs> you only have your body. Well, for evolution in this plane, the body is very important. And then again, what is the body? The body of God on earth. The problem with false teachings and false teachers is that you can project interpretations that are as high as the Christ and as low as the devil into the teachings because they're not specific enough and they don't give you a framework. They don't give you reality and unreality to establish your coordinates. They don't give you a basic set of values. And so where you aren't pushed to surrender that ego and identify it and watch out for it, you tend to indulge it. And then, of course, every false teaching has the added factor of the group of people who are involved in it. Now, there is a church in America today based totally on the false hierarchy, founded by the false hierarchy, and very little truth in it. But it does tie up the concept of Jesus and the Bible with the teaching. But it's one of the most prominent false hierarchy churches we have. It's a very popular church. It's growing fast. And the people in the church are beautiful. They're devoted. They love Jesus. They're really, truly heartfelt Christians. And yet they have a blanket of a false theology over them. And these people are so sweet that Moria has told me you must never point to their religion in any way and give out the teaching that their teaching is a false doctrine. You have to let the people come to it themselves. But I just love these people and I love to be in their, in their churches and in their meetings. So when you have a false teaching with a good group of people, you're much farther ahead than when you have a false teaching with a satanic group of people. And my definition for satanic are those who are identified with a carnal mind because the carnal mind is equal in Satan to its potential. So if you're surrounded by good people who have good morals, good virtues, good goals, love God, even though they're doctrinally unsound, they make progress because of their sincerity and because of their own inner guru. They tend to transcend the false theology that is a yoke around them. When you have a false theology with people who are dark and polarized to the carnal mind, you tend to go their ways. It becomes more an action or an interaction of the group that influence you than the teaching itself. And when you interact with people who are good people and have good standards, you know, it's almost harmless to take in some false teaching, but not entirely harmless because when it comes to the path of the ascension, you are indoctrinated against that path. And you definitely are indoctrinated against the path of the ascension in this church I'm speaking about. And it's very difficult for its members to accept the teachings of the masters because the hierarchy of the church is so entrenched and so controlling the lives of its members that uh, when any of its members get into our teaching, they are immediately greeted by their ministers and priests concerning the teaching. You know, they, it's a group pressure, you know, to deny the fact that the ascended masters are real and so forth. But this particular red hexagon is taking the six-pointed star, six-sided figure, six aspects of being, the threefold flame in both planes of matter, and qualifying it with red, which is what you get as energy misqualified in the lower chakras, 
It's what you get in the aura of a person who is angry, who is giving full vent to his emotions. And it's about the most unspiritual color that you can have in your aura. I mean, anyone that you ever see red around, if you happen to be attuned and see light around people, I mean, that is a deadly vibration, and it's really a danger sign. Total lack of control. So if you're going to meditate on a red hexagon, you're going to become a red hexagon. You have to become what you meditate on. The thought form goes into your subconscious. Anything you meditate on goes into your subconscious, and energy flows through it and out pictures through those force fields. The gold in the center, of course, is capturing the Christ flame with a carnal line. That's what it does. And the blue in the background. The blue is the will of God and power, and the gold is the mind of Christ. So the carnal mind wants to control that. The carnal mind wants the energy of the will of God. It wants power. It wants the wisdom of the Christ mind, because where else will it get wisdom? So it puts it all in a red force field, and that red seals it, it imprisons it, it binds it. So it becomes a symbol of witchcraft. I have given lectures, I don't know if they can be found, but I have talked in classes about thought forms and colors, and I think I have at some university also. It's an example of two good colors combined with a bad color to produce the imprisonment of God's energy. So... Wow. <laughs> Pretty powerful. And well, it's very subtle, you know. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think that you know, we, we've noticed, that anybody in the audience has noticed that certain colors, especially intense ones, do have an effect on your consciousness. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's, this is a very important aspect of the teaching, I think, to realize there are pure colors and impure colors. Well, I mean, red is associated with Mars, which is the god of war and yeah. the ancient um, Roman hierarchy of things. <laughs> Indeed. So, there's a reason for that. I think I've got it. I just heard a story. I won't get into specifics, but I just Don't heard point a story. Any fingers. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, somebody was wearing a particular color, but it had some fleur de lis on it, <laughs> and Mother's <laughs> Elizabeth Clare Prophet. We call her Mother. Mother's comment was. Do God a favor and don't ever wear that color again. <laughs> I think that's just so funny. But, but, but yeah. you know, the other side of that coin is um, uh, Florence Miller, who was uh, on staff for many years in the early years, <coughs> the Summer Lighthouse. When she arrived at the door of staff, she had a totally red outfit on with red boots. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's now an ascended lady master. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can go beyond the color. Well, I yeah. think that one of the points that Mrs. Prophet made in that last segment was that it is possible to transcend false theology. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's important to realize that we're not trapped except by our own choice in things. It's possible to transcend, to escape, to reach you know, freedom velocity. Yeah, we 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 come to the door of the of the master's uh, place and uh, and the comment is, boy, we got to scrub that guy up a bit oh, before he can go any further. But God welcomes you, however you are. Oh, does I just wanted to make a comment about what Mother was referring to about this church with these beautiful members, and you find that in Christian churches across the country and around yeah. the world. Oh, it's very a- beautiful souls, mm-hmm. very sincere, trying to live the Christian life. And they are making progress, but they are denied the knowledge of the ascension. Yes. That there's something, ascension is something you have to work for, you have to strive for, you have to engage in. And when you don't have that teaching, then it's very difficult to make the progress that will get you closer to that um, in a relatively short period of time. And so that's the, that's the problem with the traditional Christian teaching. As wonderful as these people are, they're taught that Jesus was the exception 
Not the rule. Not the rule. Yeah. And that they are walking their own path of Christhood. In spite of that, they still make progress. Yeah. Thank, thank, praise God. Yeah. And there was a reason why the Essenes wrote this stuff down and put it into jars and hid it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because they knew it was being destroyed. It was being taken out of Scripture. It was being taken out of the Holy, whatever would have been the Holy Bible at the beginning. But um, so, by the grace of God, you know, we found these well, and, you know, be- fragments. Be- before we go, I think that there was an attempt there to co-opt the wisdom of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I think Mrs. Prophet's, you know, her, her point was that they are attempting to amass power by co-opting the wisdom of the Christ. Yeah. And by, that, since you mentioned the Essenes, maybe in our fourth segment, I'll tell you something about those, some of those scrolls. Okay. Well, coming up next, okay. perversions of love and the seat of the soul chakra. Don't go away. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. During our last um, segment, we talked about co-opting the wisdom of the Christ mind. And this is a basic perversion of the goal of the Aquarian age. Uh, And this often takes the form of deliberate misrepresentations of the soul, its divine reality and purpose, especially through the idea of the soul being separate from God. Here's more. Now we're going to take the next group, the next 
teaching. And I would like you to know that we are taking 12, as was stated. And this particular teaching is on the one o'clock line. It is perverting the love and the freedom of the seat of the soul chakra. And it is a basic perversion, hence, of the goal of the Aquarian age. So we're going to take up four false hierarchy teachings that are pink and four that are blue and four that are yellow, perversions of those lines of the clock. So now we're on the one o'clock line. The first one that we took was the eight o'clock line, emotional tyranny and hypnotism. Second one we took was on the 10 o'clock line, sensual experience, selfishness and using techniques of prayer and meditation. Now the third one will be the perversion of the soul on the one o'clock line, perverting the love and freedom of the seat of the soul chakra. Now when you hear some of the terminology, you might be aware immediately of what it is, but don't, the object of these discussions is not to pinhole the organization we're talking about, but to become very astute in your analysis of teachings presented, because I can assure you there are many more than 12 false teachings being carried on in the world. And these are just the earmarks and the signs of false teaching. This system says it is not a yoga, religion, or philosophy, nor a metaphysical or occult system. It is a way to God-realization through soul travel, which uses the imagination which the Sugmad, S-U-G-M-A-D, has endowed within each man. The Sugmad is supposed to be God. That's a name for God. I don't like its vibration. This system teaches the freedom from all things, the complete independence of soul. Soul is an individual entity, a consciousness. The body houses the soul. The soul, the essential you, the spark of awareness, the knower, is and remains throughout eternity an individual. It controls the body and is the life force of the body. There is no such thing as the death of the soul. It is the co-worker of God. That is perfection. Now that in itself is false teaching. Did you know that? Do you all know the page in Climb the Highest Mountain that you can open to and find out the definition of the soul? Would you like it read to you at this point? There are many, many people who teach that the soul cannot die. It is the spirit that cannot die. But the soul can be lost. Now this is what Moria says about soul. Page 5. God is a spirit and the soul is the living potential of God. The soul's demand for free will and its separation from God resulted in the descent of this potential into the lowliest state of the flesh. Sown in dishonor, the soul is destined to be raised in honor to the fullness of that God estate, which is the one spirit of all life. The soul can be lost, spirit can never die. Then the quote from the Gita, never the spirit was born, the spirit shall cease to be never. That's your I am presence. Death hath not touched it at all, dead though the house of it seems. The soul then remains a fallen potential that must be imbued with the reality of spirit, purified through prayer and supplication, and returned to the glory from which it descended into the unity of the whole. This rejoining of soul to spirit is the alchemical marriage, which determines the destiny of the self and makes it one with immortal truth. When this ritual is fulfilled, the highest self is enthroned as the Lord of life, and the potential of God realized in man is found to be the all in all. Now, you've heard of the expression of dark souls, evil souls. We're talking about an individual being a soul of light. 
they're common expressions. If we think about them, we can see that people are aware of the fact that there are souls of varying vibrations. If the soul is your spiritual individuality that continues through all eternity, it cannot be cast with the shadows of darkness. It must have the position of spirit. So here we have a misconception of two terms that are very vital, spirit and soul. You will find in sacred scriptures that many times the term spirit is used to mean soul, the spirits of just men made perfect by love. That means soul. And it is usually lowercased, where it, it is synonymous with soul. It doesn't matter what word you're using, as long as you know that in the spiritual aspect of your being, your I am presence is permanent, forever, cannot be changed, deathless, birthless. And that the potential of that I am presence can be lost, as Paul said, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. There is a second death. So whether we're speaking about spirits communing in the spiritualist church or what have you, that means the soul. Actually, in spiritualism, when the term spirits is used, it can just mean discarnates, communing with the spirits, communing with the dead. Now let me tell you the reason that people proclaim that there is no second death and that the soul cannot be lost. It is because their own soul is already lost. They have already failed to surrender. They have not been willing to give themselves unto their own Christ consciousness, and therefore they are on the downward spiral of disintegration and the second death by their rebellion. Somewhere in their being, in their subconscious, they know that that soul is going to be lost and that their consciousness will come to an end. Life as self-awareness will not continue. They're on the downward spiral. They have to deny that that's happening in order to maintain any sense of self-awareness or self-identity. They have to deny that they're dying. They have to make whoopee and hoopla to be certain that they are alive and that they constantly reinforce their aliveness. And so people drink and they have parties and they take drugs and they get involved in sex because all of these things give them lifts and make them feel that they are indeed alive. And all the while that they are dying, that they are proving that they are living, but they are not fooling anyone but themselves. So beware of individuals who tell you that there's no such thing as the death of the soul. There's much more to it than misinformation on their part. They are being influenced by the fallen ones who already know that they will go through the second death and who are on their campaign to get children of light off of the path of light onto the path of the second death. And they will weave a very seemingly harmless philosophy and a false teaching, but they'll get that point in. You see, if there is no death of the soul, there's no punishment. It's just like abolishing capital punishment. The four and twenty elders have not abolished capital punishment because there must be an end to evil. God cannot perpetuate evil in eternity and remain God. He will forfeit his identity if he gives eternity to the soul that sins, the soul that is filled with the energy veil. It will be a matter of God resigning as the chairman of the board of the cosmos. Now, if you believe that the soul will never die, 
You can postpone forever. You're making your commitment to your spirit, your I am presence. You don't have to make your commitment. You will have infinite opportunity. It's kind of like the way the Hindus look at karma. Their concept of karma is that everybody on earth has been everybody else's father or mother at one time or another. We've been evolving so long. And that karma just goes on for hundreds and thousands and millions of years. So, you know, why worry about it? Why make any big effort? We'll make progress in our next life and ten lives beyond and so forth. There's no urgency. Now, I don't know whether that's because they are aware of the concept of a second death or not, but there's the sense that all things will continue. Of course, there is a conclusion of the Manvantara. Now, people get very rabid on this concept. They tell me that we have a false idea of God and that God would never do this because God is a loving God and he would never destroy his creation. I tell you, it is diabolical when you see the ramifications of it. It gives complete license to do anything that you want to do. It's just like saying to a criminal, keep on perpetuating your crimes because you'll never get caught. That is the ramification of the belief in the concept that there is no second death. When you tell people that there is a judgment and that there is a second death, it puts the fear of God into people, and it ought to. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We have to have a sense of responsibility about energy and its qualification. We have to understand that God says, thus far and no farther. He will not forever strive with our fleshly consciousness. Our carnal ways, there will be an end. Yeah, we're going to stop it right there because next week we're going to continue this lecture. It's it's pretty extensive and worth listening to. But at the, the, this is the divine reality. God is a spirit and the soul is the living potential of God. The spirit cannot die, but the soul can be lost. And this is perhaps the most important reason to be discerning when it comes to the teachings that you embrace, including this concept of the second death. Yeah, and I think that, you know, Understanding, of course, the some of the more fundamentalist Christian viewpoint is if you aren't saved, you go to hell um, for mm-hmm. eternity, which doesn't seem a very merciful thing on God's part. But you look at it this way. You, there has to be an end to evil because if there wasn't, God wouldn't be honoring free will. In other words, you have to have the free will to choose the light or to reject the light. And that's what the fallen angels have done. They have chosen to reject the light. And so God gave them that choice. But the the, the end of that is death. I mean, Paul says the wages of sin are death. You know, that's that's what happens. Or if you continue to misqualify energy lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, and you choose to embrace the darkness, I mean, what's God supposed to do? I mean, you, a soul has made their own free will choice. He doesn't want, they, I mean, it's inconceivable to me that a soul wouldn't want God and the beauty and the joy of life eternal. I mean, I, that doesn't make sense to me in any way, shape, or form. But there are souls that are so angry and hateful towards God that they have chosen that path. And as Mrs. Prophet points out, they can't be allowed to con- continue forever because, it, you know, it's not respecting free will. So they, they are making the choice to go to the second death. Now, think about that. Oh. They're making the choice by how they live, by what they embrace. And it's not just a one-lifetime experience. God is merciful. He gives us hundreds and thousands of lives. But there comes a cycle when you have to you know, choose this day whom you will serve. It's a very simple question. Are you going to serve God in his light, or are you going to serve the darkness? Yeah. 
And, you know, we all face that point. And the mercy of God is that we're still here. We still have free will. And we can embrace that light no matter what we've done. And it's interesting, but the masters have taught that sometimes the people that have done the worst things are easier to convert <laughs> and, and make their way home. Oh, interesting. It's, it's counterintuitive, but very true, I think. You know, two things really quick. One of them is that just as a definition, we talk about the second death. We hear it spoken about as the end of life as self-awareness. It's like turning the lights out. Yeah. Done. And the energy goes back to God. But yeah. the, the, other, the other point was real quick, Terry, that if God were to accept that reality, he'd have to resign as CEO of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a visualization. God is a cassette, and the soul is what's recorded on it. Oh. So the second death erases the, uh, the content. Great. I like it. Well, we're going to have more on this in about two minutes, so please stay with us. We'll be back after a short break. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Did, um, did you happened to tune into that uh, phrase that was uttered by Mrs. Prophet about fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Indeed. Well, I think that, you know, fear is also a synonym for awe. But nonetheless, I thought that was a very, very telling point to be made is that when you begin to understand what's really possible here, and I'm talking about now the, the potential demise of the soul, you don't want that to happen. And so you want to recognize that you have an opportunity here to embrace the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the path of the ascended masters, the wisdom of the path of the ascension, and that the soul can indeed be lost. And, you know, <clears throat> think of the fact that, you know, maybe your soul, but many souls have been led astray. And, of course, that goes back to the original premise that, w- that this whole series is there are false teachings out there. Mm-hmm. And if you've been <clears throat> subject to a false teaching, you know, separate yourself out, call for God to cut you free from any ties to the false harky within that group. Don't get angry and, you know, send them negative energy. Just say, God, you take care of that. And then turn, you know, it doesn't matter what you've done. You can always turn. You know, the fallen angels can be redeemed too. Mm-hmm. They can go back and some, a few have, as a matter of fact, said, look, we made a mistake. We want to come back, God. 
And so there's always free will, and you can always at any point and um, make that decision to embrace the light, and God will meet you where you are. And so, you know, I remember a story, I think I've told this before, but it's worth telling again. Mrs. Prophet was sent out to an individual who was uh, on the wrong path, shall we say, <laughs> and was trying to encourage this soul. And, and this let me add that Mrs. Prophet knew this soul before it fell. It was mm-hmm. a high angel in heaven. Mm-hmm. And she suggested to this soul, I don't remember the exact words, but basically it's time to turn around, you know. And Con- conversion. Conversion. And, and the guy said, well, why should I? Mm. You know, because it's so much work to do that. <laughs> and Gosh. she said, for the joy of overcoming. Yeah. And that's it. It's the joy. It's the victory. Mm. So as lo- is, we don't respond out of fear, but as you suggest, it's the awe of God. And God has a divine plan for us. Why would we give that up? Yeah. Eternal life? I mean, we're just beginning. Well, one of the strategies, you, those of you listening who have been with us for a while may recall that we did a whole series on the strategies of light and darkness. And one of those is to sow the seeds of, it's like depression. It's like, oh, don't bother. You've gone so far the wrong direction. Why? Too late. You, you just can't. It's, it's too much work. Like you just said, it's very subtle. When you start to feel the weight of your karma, you can be overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why we do decrees every day is to kind of modify that experience a little bit right through transmutation. And in the daily violet plant, they begin to transmute that karma. Yeah. I mean, of course, we, you may not know the story of Judas in the Bible. Um, you know, he, when he betrayed Christ, he thought he was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. He thought he was going to force Christ to declare his kingdom. Well, it didn't quite work out that way. But Judas had so much remorse after that embodiment that in his very next embodiment, he made his ascension. Wow. And that's, that shows you what you can do. Mm. And, of course, Judas considers to, continues to be condemned to this day. And he's actually an ascended master because his remorse was so great, he balanced the karma he made in the betrayal of Christ. So I doubt that many of us have that intense karma. But even if we have, there's a way home. Wow. You, you, ha- you mentioned the Essenes, and you wanted to say something about the Essenes? Or, or- well, I just mentioned that, that you know, when we talk about the equation of planet Earth— one of the scrolls that was found with the Essenes, most of it was in the old, from the Old Testament, but there was a scroll there called The Wars of the Sons of Light and the, and, the, and the Sons of Darkness. In other words, it was a preview of what's going on. The Sons of Darkness are the fallen angels. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and how Archangel Michael will fight this battle for us in Armageddon, but we don't want to be you know, a side casualty, so to speak, <laughs> or kept from our own path and true. So, like collateral damage. You know, we don't live yeah. in fear, but we understand the equation that we're all facing in life today and how crucial it is that we align ourselves with the light. We free ourselves from past momentums or patterns or things that keep us from that light. So we're drawn closer to God, yes, to return home to God, but also to be a servant of God and to be an anchor point of the light on planet Earth. I mean, one of the masters said once that a lot of uh, for want of a better term, little old ladies are kept in embodiment because they're drawing down the light with their decrees and so forth. And it's so crucial to the planet that they want to keep them in embodiment as long as possible. So not only are you, are you finding your way home through the light, but you're helping God. And don't we want to do things for God? Don't we want to do for the people of God on this planet? Indeed. Of course we do. And so you can have a purpose beyond whatever you imagine in service to God. You know, and... Part of that purpose, if you want to put it into a framework, you are indeed part of the hierarchy of light. You know, we began this program today talking about the false hierarchy as the false 
in this, the, the negative mimicry of the real thing, that we are truly part of this path of the ascension as part of the light, the hierarchy of light. But just to bear in mind that it's good, useful to be discerning when it comes to those things that might seem attractive, seem magnetic, that may not have quite the same factor of light that we want to have. So I just want to make that point again that when we talk about this, there are two entities, I mean, two entities, two structures. One is light, as you said, Sid, one is darkness. Sons of light, sons of darkness. You, listening in, are one of the sons and daughters of light, just so you know. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, don't lose your your birthright, yeah. which is to move forward in God, to graduate from this planet, and then you have a whole cosmos before you. And once you make your ascension, then the soul is immortal. It can never be hurt again. Yeah. So, you know, I think that um, this series is going to continue for a while longer. There's still more lecture material available to us, and we're going to be playing that for you in the upcoming weeks. But I think that is to kind of wrap this a little bit is that vibration is one of the important things to bear in mind. Impressions, allowing the truth to unfold, trusting the Holy Spirit, these are all part of a, a grand equation of successfully navigating your spiritual path. That's really what we're talking about here, is navigating successfully your spiritual path, leading to your victory. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to have questions about things, you know, and so you can contact us. <laughs> yes, you can. My lead-in, Tom. <laughs> we are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. And let us know if you have any real basic questions about some of this some of this heavy stuff, so to speak, in oh, yeah. quotes. You know. Well, I think, you know, that we, we can state pretty uh, unequivocally that you can trust the Ascended Masters to always have the right vibration, the right motives, and the right tools for getting you home. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. When you have knowledge of who you are, which is a son or daughter of God that has a threefold flame, that has the potential to walk the earth as a Christed ones, and has a mighty I am present that you will ascend to, when you understand that, it changes how we live. Yeah. It's, a, it's a path. You have to walk it. There are things to overcome. There's karma to be balanced. There's love to grow within your heart. There's, there's humility and all the quad qualities that we're so aware of. But it's exciting, you it know? <laughs> and you're not going to let these fallen ones take you from the path again because you have the knowledge. And once you have the knowledge, you're not going to fall victim to their ploys again. Yeah. And I think it does take a bit of um, consistency uh, a bit of practice, if you will, to make sure that you're carrying the light, holding the light, and maintaining the light as you progress on your path. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> good question. Well, on that note, uh, let's uh, wrap this up for today. And as we like to say, though, the upward path may sometimes be difficult. The rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Till next week, be well. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.